Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Orange and blue sunset in mile high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. Broncos live coming to you from the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York. And once again, beautiful downtown Denver. Beautiful day in the Mile High City, baby. For now. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's going to get bad later. The hail is back. I don't think that's oh, coming to no. Denver. The thunderstorms are coming to Denver, I think. At least that's what a device in my house told me this morning. Oh, interesting. I'm What's seeing 30% <laughs> chance of rain at 4 30% chance of rain at 7. That sounds like weather. Really? I, I was told big time thunderstorms by my... Uh, I have so many devices in my house. By my Apple HomePod. I didn't know that was a thing I that do. existed. <laughs> That's, I've, I've, I guess I only have three of those. <clears throat> but I keep thinking I need more. I have two of those and two Alexis. Uh, see, I can't do both though. Because I feel like I want them all connected. Yeah. I. I Why was, do you need those? Oh, man. Hey, because Siri, then, play music. Yep, exactly. But, I bet I just got somebody. No, okay. because, hey, Siri's your own voice. Oh, that's the right. Alexis Wait, isn't. Uh, Alexis. Play DNVR Broncos podcast. I, <laughs> nice. Alexis or Alexa? It's Alexa. Oh, it doesn't oh, know its Alexa, name. you're right. Boy, when I did A and Z last year with Alexis Perry, was I confused every single day. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's weird. Every day. <laughs> Pretty easy. I, I, I call, I talk to Alexa more than... Almost anyone. Okay, my question is, why do you need multiple of these things from two different brands? Um, okay, so the real reason is I used to have three Alexas, and they were all connected. It was all great. But then my fiance's brother... I believe the brother, plural is Alexi. Alexi. Mm. Well, that's what I said earlier. Yeah. yeah, but then that's too close to Alexis, and then just gets mm. very confusing. Um, so I had three of those all connected. Great. But then my fiance's brother works for Apple, and he said, those things are shit. So for Christmas, he bought us two of the Siri ones, but I'm like, actually really like the Alexis. Really? And uh, so now I just had, I couldn't like not use the Siri ones that I got. So now they're just kind of dispersed, but it gets me every time. I have two of the big HomePods that uses the, like my speakers for my TV. They're mm. so sick. But the only problem That's... is the... Um, you know Henry just has wires strewn about everywhere. Oh, because I have a great setup. Because I have no, Apple TV. You TVs. can't have a great setup and wires everywhere. <laughs> I don't care about the wires. I care about having all three TVs within view and having Apple TVs connected to all of them so that you can switch what the sound is super easily. Do you have and like great sound? You system. know how we have like that that cord blocker over there where we have like so many cords that run across the mm -hmm. floor so you have those cord blockers do you have those on your floor no no you just have wires everywhere i just i mean they're all just hazard. behind the tv oh okay yeah like no, if, i don't happen. have cats though so it's not a safety hazard for anybody because nobody's running around back there but cat cats are nimble you know i'd be more worried that about you true. tripping over than the cats now if you had like mice they would just eat through all the cords thank goodness i don't you'll find you out might. soon <laughs> that's true <laughs> when is mouse season is there like a season for that it's like all the bugs try to come inside when like the weather gets cold. I guess it'd probably be the same thing. But a, a wait, what are we talking about? Mice? Mice aren't bugs. True. Mice are animals. But there's gotta be like a time when they all like it's like better it's about time to get things ready to stop the mice from getting in. When it gets cold. A, are you confused about it? It is when it gets cold, it must season? be. They also have a season. I mean, everything right has a season. Bear season too. End of the summer are getting ready to hibernate. Is getting ready to hibernate their season? It's when they're that's, a little more uh, on edge. That's when they come down hungry. from the mountains the most, and like they're going through everybody's garbage and stuff. Oh, oh I didn't know they're, that. They're trying Very, to bulk. It's bulking yeah, season. It's bulking Very season. Montana. Yeah. Is it bulking season right now for humans? No, it's it's shredding season. 
What's shredding? Cutting season. Cutting season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to get shredded. Um, is it bulking season for the Broncos wide receivers? Would that be a good thing? Uh, <laughs> Jerry could probably bulk up a little. Jerry could. Yep, yep, yep. And Tim. How about for their numbers? They bulk those numbers up a little bit. I hope so. I hope so, because they're going to need a big shot in the arm for that group in order to live up to expectations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what What are the expectations? Be so good. Be, just be good. Like, just have a real passing offense. So when you say that's good. That's up to them. When you say good, and that's kind of up to them. Kind of up to them. The it's receivers not. are part of the passing offense. Yeah, but they're good. The receivers are? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. Why? How do you know that? I've seen them play. Okay. <laughs> I I think it's an, an okay group right now. From what they've shown, I think the potential is way more than what they've shown. But in order to, like, th there's a big difference between potential and what they are. And when you guys say good, I think slightly above average. Is that kind of, when you guys say good, is that what yeah, you think? That'd be good. Even I, if you're a little below average. Like, there's just I don't so think many. That's good then. Yeah, but I don't think you'd notice. Like, I, I, I think you'd go through the season and be like, I think if you have the 20th best receiver room in the NFL, you probably think that you have like the 12th just because there's so many receivers. Like that's what it feels like. The thing is the receivers just vibes. have no say in how good they are. Um, they absolutely if do. You give the, if you gave these receivers to the Buffalo Bills, they'd be arguably the best receiver group in the league. Oh, man. See, there's, there's I, I totally disagree with that um, because where have you seen that? We've seen 1,000-yard season among the top three guys uh-huh yeah they can't get yards if the ball doesn't get to them okay yeah. so how good was the broncos passing attack in 2015 passing attack uh not bad. it was not good it was it awful was bad how good was it in 2016 okay bad they it was bad yes yeah they produced between those two years four 1000 yard receivers mm -hmm. and that was demarius thomas did it two years emmanuel sanders did it two years yep now, you should note that in 2016, no one else caught a pass. Okay. Who else has really caught a pass these past few years besides these three guys? I mean, there, now there's three guys. There was only two guys then. Um, no, two. really, over the past three years, there's only been two of these guys in, in the past. Between this group, there's really only been two guys. Also, again, Peyton Manning, even as a shell of himself, better than any of these guys. No, not, not even <laughs> close. In 2015? Yeah. He had the worst statistical season that we've seen of any quarterback over these past uh, decade. And I would still take him to start that exact version of Peyton Manning to start tomorrow for the Broncos. Well, the stats were Ooh. worse than any quarterback that we've seen. So in terms of like Doesn't matter. producing the stats, well, it does. In terms, of in terms of receivers getting yards, the stats that a quarterback is able to put out limits the receiver stats so it, it yes, does but matter he was clearly able to get the ball to those guys enough to put up stats that's a good we could almost do a whole podcast would you rather have current russell wilson or 2015 peyton manning <laughs> not, it's not debatable all I'm i don't think it is but either all i'm talking about is the stats that peyton manning put up and you're right it's not debatable you would absolutely rather have the awful season that russell wilson had last year stat wise no <laughs> yes v based on stats right okay, we can yeah. just look at the stat that's all yeah, i'm talking about i'm not talking about peyton manning's stats. mind and stuff yes you can well, peyton when, manning knows when how you're to talking get a guy about open. when you're talking about receiver stats you can talk about stats yes when you're talking about receivers but peyton manning can easily just look over to demarius thomas and just be like okay run a slant boom there's a catch russell wilson can't do that i just completely disagree. Okay, so then what about 2016? Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I mean, again, he just threw the ball to Demarius and Emmanuel the whole time. That Why didn't that happen last year with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy? Because the quarterback was worse. And they called bad plays, and they weren't using guys to their oh strengths. Oh, my gosh. Like, a lot of uh, it's coaching. I didn't think that there was going to be this much bias with uh, this conversation. Bias towards who? You're just giving the benefit of the doubt to these three guys that have – been on the roster for three years. It's not like they're all new guys and we don't know what they're capable of. I think their potential is much higher than what we've seen before. But I can't look at these guys and say like, oh, yeah, they're, they're all great. They're ready to take off. Or they, 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 they've already taken off. That's no. kind of the vibe I'm getting from I think No, they haven't done anything. It's just not their fault. The big thing for me it's is that they fit Sean Payton so well. Like, I don't know. The, the, the Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, I'm sure Sean Payton would have found a good way to make those guys look good. 
but he does so much better when you have depth and you're constantly changing who's out there and you have guys who do different things. And uh, I think that that fit is probably why I'm most excited about them. That and like Jerry was just sick at the end of last year. Okay. So let's hear from Jerry Judy. Cause Henry, you were out at camp. I was last, uh, yesterday. That's why you weren't on the show out of Jerry Judy's camp. And he was asked about, what would it mean to have these three guys, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, and Cortland Sutton on the field at the same time? And here was Jerry's response. I saw you at uh, Cortland's wedding. You guys are close, you, this receiver group. How much would it mean to finally get you all on the field and have success given kind of the relationships and friendships you guys have? You know, it means a lot. You know, we haven't, we haven't been all on the same field in what, since my rookie year. So, you know, it's it been, it been a tough few years. But having everybody on the field at the same time, it's going to be because you know I know what we capable of and they know what we capable of so having everybody on the same field is going to be a, a hard group of guys to stop what is it he said <laughs> he, he the last thing that he said was if we're all healthy and on the field it would be hard to stop and you agree with that Ryan don't you no how can you, you say what you said the first 15 minutes of the show and then say it wouldn't be hard to stop because you have to have a quarterback to be hard to stop so you think that, so then why were you in favor of the Broncos drafting Jerry Judy with the 15th overall pick? If you think it's, because I thought obviously, they had a quarterback. <laughs> obviously the receiver is a dependent position, but uh -huh. I think you think it's even, you think it's like a hundred percent dependent on the quarterback. Uh, 80, 20. So then why would you ever invest in a receiver? You probably shouldn't unless you have a quarterback. <laughs> so you, true. So then why would you Justin Jefferson? Great investment. What would he do with the Broncos? How good how how good is Kirk Cousins though? He's like he's good fine. enough. He's yeah, good enough. Good enough. Uh -huh. So Justin Jefferson is that good to make Kirk Cousins look good and to put up the best stats in the league with having a good enough quarterback. Yes. Yep. You have to have a good enough quarterback. And what would he do if he was at the Broncos? Eighty percent dependent on that. I think Justin Jefferson would absolutely be a thousand yard receiver with the Broncos. Yeah, he'd get a thousand. Because I mean Jerry's basically. No, he's not. He's not I any. mean nine seventy four. Like he is basically. Yeah, but he, but a thousand yards is a thousand yards. He's not been a thousand yard receiver. No. But like when you okay, think, I think about Justin like, Jefferson would be a twelve hundred so yeah. yard receiver at yeah. least. No. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not a right close. around where I'd put the line. Not even close. Yeah. I think so. I think you guys are uh, specifically Ryan, I should say. I think you're just you're just dismissing what a good wide receiver can do. Maybe. And of course, a great quarterback can can turn wide receiver bad Remember? wide receivers into good wide receivers. They give them a massive boost. Um, but I just don't know how you can make the case to invest in wide receivers, but then say they don't mean anything unless you have a a, a great quarterback. Remember when Randy? I don't Moss... think I have made the case to invest in receivers. How good is Tua? Um, good enough. Good enough. Last year, you did not have that tune. Yeah, I did. Tua. I no, was saying the Broncos should trade for Tua two years ago. <laughs> you were as like, you know, just a, a, a like for a third round pick is what we were talking a about. Flyer. Take a flyer. On yeah. It. So he was a flyer quarterback, yet he produced Tyree Kill, who what had 1,700 yards last season. Good enough. Huge for Tyreek. I mean, that that is Tyreek doing that. You also no, that's Tua and Mike oh McDaniel. Oh my gosh! Oh my! It's goodness. just like Randy Moss with the Raiders. He played two years there. First there, first year he put up a thousand yards. Um, which again, it's Randy Moss. Like it's not second like that's a huge number. Of all time. Then the the second year he had forty two catches for five hundred fifty three yards. Played thirteen games. Mm -hmm. And then the next year he went to New England and had fourteen ninety three with twenty three touchdowns yeah, and one, led the NFL. One down year it was it was awful i mean of course yeah. the raiders were in shambles then definitely and the i think that the quarterback you can find examples either way though the quarterback was yeah. aaron brooks for eight games and andrew walter for eight games mm -hmm. like yeah. he just didn't have a quarterback and, I, and so I, he wound up I with 500 yards go find receivers that have incredible stats with terrible quarterback play hmm. okay mm. Yes. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's something. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in 2015 uh, and in 2016. And how about Emmanuel Sanders in 2018? He played. He played. First of all, no, 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 not really incredible quick, really numbers. Quick. Over barely over a thousand. Incredible to what the Broncos receivers have done these past three years. Basically, Jerry Judy um, numbers those no, two years. No, not not. Yes, not, I mean, <laughs> 150 <laughs> yards more per season for two guys compared it's to just not 100, one. It's and like 100 in, even. in 2018, Emmanuel Sanders before he was traded played 12 games for the Broncos. He had 850 yards in 12 That's games. Good. 
with, I mean, again, I'm just pointing out guys that have been on the Broncos. I don't have to look past one team and people. You're also uh, acting I, I like there's a difference between 973 and <laughs> 1053. Um, I mean, it's that thousand yard line. We, we talk about that like, like that is a big deal because it is. It's like it's five like a, yards a game. It's what Brandon Marshall said where it's like, yeah, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it matters now. But when you retire and you go to your Wikipedia page and it says you had this many thousand yard seasons, that's what matters. But in terms of like, what are you going to be as a football player this year? Then it doesn't really matter. The thousand yards is a threshold. We, it is. we talk about so many different thresholds with players. That is a threshold. Um, and also I, I saw someone saying, but you um, said, wait, 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 wait. I've saw some people say, you're talking about Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton, or uh, 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 Demarius Thomas, great receivers. Mm -hmm. If you draft a guy with the 15th overall pick, you should expect him mm -hmm. to be Demarius Thomas, or close to. If you have a second round pick in Cortland Sutton that made the Pro Bowl, that was a thousand yard receiver, the only thousand yard receiver that we're talking about among these three, he did it once. Um, you should expect Emmanuel Sanders type of production and so, numbers. Well, so I, I I'm, not talking, think... I'm not talking about Hall of Famers here. I'm talking about very mm -hmm. good receivers, One's going to be and absolutely should be in the ring of fame. Emmanuel Sanders has a has a claim to that, a Pro Bowl type. The, you should be getting that production. If here. you give these receivers, Trevor Simeon and Gary Kubiak, that's another important part of this, they do it too. And again, Demarius, 1083 and then 949 in those two years. Jerry had 972 last year. Um, so like, no, I think I think in 2015 and 2016. Oh, 2015. Emmanuel I was thinking 2016, 2017. 2015 is 1300. But again, that's Peyton Manning, not Trevor Simeon. It's 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 the worst quarterback play we've seen in the past decade. No, you have to watch the games. You can't just talk about the stats. No, no. With this, you can. When you're talking about receiver stats, you can talk about quarterback stats. Yes, you can. No, you can't stats. because you have to watch the games and say, oh, Peyton Manning knew exactly how to get to Marys open. Read me Peyton Manning stats. From that season, oh, doesn't okay. matter. Just the watch the game, Ryan. When you're talking about <laughs> stats of the receiver, you can talk about stats of a quarterback. Okay, so then you would rather have uh, Case Keenum this year than Peyton Manning. Um, in terms of stat, no, I'm, we're just talking about stats. And so, yes, I would rather have Case Keenum stats. So you think that Case Keenum Manning's has a better chance? Stats. So you think Case Keenum has a better chance to get Emmanuel Sanders? Sorry, uh, Jerry Judy a thousand yards than Peyton Manning. Dude, answer that. 20. Straight no, up. No, no, no. We're talking about 2015 Peyton Manning. Okay, yes. The in worst the version in the, of Peyton In the regular Manning. season. Yes. Who has a better chance to and get Kay Jerry Judy 1,000 yards? Case Keenum. You couldn't be more wrong. I'm not talking so, about one guy. I'm not talking about selecting just one guy. Again, we're talking about two receivers. Uh-huh. So one of the things that I, I did before this pod, <laughs> because Jerry talked about having these guys healthy. You know how many games? So there's been a total of 50 games since Jerry Judy entered the league. Uh, that Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick have been eligible to play in. 50 games. They've played, guess how many games they've played in together? Three? No, can't be that little. Uh, I'm going to say 12. Very close. 11. They've played in 11 games. I went through and crunched the numbers on what these guys have done, averaged it out to kind of get an idea of what it would look like over a 17-game season, and I was blown away by these numbers this morning. I almost texted you guys right away being like, I cannot believe these numbers just absolutely blown away. And I want to tell you about them after I tell you about our friends over at Saturday Neon. Something we can agree on is these neon signs over at Saturday Neon. Whether you want to support the Rams, the CSU Rams, the Buffs, that's the CU Buffs, or so many different college teams, you can do that over at Saturday Neon. Get yourself a neon sign, whether it's for your man cave, whether it's for your office, whether it's for your living room outside, they're awesome to put up. Whether you own a bar and you want to put mm. it up in your bar, just like we have over at DNVR, they are LED neon signs that just look awesome. It's a Denver-based company. They went to see you, so it's a local company, and they are a great product. You can also put it in your office. So if you want 10% off your Saturday neon sign, go to SaturdayNeon.com. That's SaturdayNeon.com, and use that code DNVR to get 10% off your order. And if you order over $200, you're going to get free shipping. That's SaturdayNeon.com. Use that code DNVR. And also head on over and check out our friends, our, honestly, our best friends. I think my best friend at the very least, um, and that is Manscaped. Um, in case you haven't heard, it's, uh, it's Smooth Sack Summer. 
So when you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're escaped from pubes to bum. Um, that's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. They are the leaders in below the waist grooming, and they're making sure that we all have a ball. I got that one too. Uh, this summer, uh, by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. So dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code DNVR. Boom. There we go. Okay. So I crunched the numbers. And uh, do you guys want to guess? So in uh, there's been 11 total games. They played one game together, Jerry Judy's rookie season. That was week two. Um, Cortland Sutton missed week one, came back for week two. That's when he tore his ACL midway through that Pittsburgh game. So only one game they played together in 2020. Then in 2021, they played 10 games together. Um, Cortland Sutton, I believe, missed one game. It was the second to last week of the season. Tim Patrick played in every single game. And Jerry Judy missed oh, seven games. You don't have season. KJ in there. No, it's just the three. Oh, okay. It's, I was thinking with KJ when I guessed three. <laughs> I believe he was, he was only asked about... When he's been asked, yeah. it's always a conversation it was the, around these three. It's Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy. I think it was the question before, though, when he said, like, I'm just excited to get everybody back. Uh, and he said KJ, Court, and Tim Patrick. On but, but then these, that one, These yeah, guys was. have been but asked that's why this I got confused. Um, I think Court, Tim, and Jerry, yep. all when we've had big time, big media availabilities, they've all been asked about those Definitely. three specifically. Um, and it's, it's, it's the big three. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm just looking at those three. So in 2021, they played 10 games together. And then last year, obviously, Tim didn't play at all. So they didn't have uh, any time together during those seasons. Um, do you guys want to guess in those 11 games who had the most production in terms of catches and yards between those three? It wouldn't have been Jerry. Tim. I'd go Tim, yeah. You'd go Tim? Um, it would be Jerry. Okay. It really? would be Jerry. Number two? Tim? It would be Tim. Now, in terms of touchdowns, it was Tim because okay. guess how many touchdowns in those 11 games mm -hmm. Tim Patrick has receiving touchdowns, of course. Five. Six. Okay. How many would you guess um, for Jerry Judy? One. Ooh, one, because he was not good at touchdowns before. And what about Cortland? Zero. Three. Tim Patrick leads the team with three touchdowns. Wow. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy combined for zero. Oh, oh so I was, zero I was only one touchdowns. off of the court and So Jerry now comes. you know where I'm going when I say I was shocked. I was shocked in a horrifying way at these numbers. <laughs> in 11 games... I can give you the numbers, but then I've also expanded them out to a 17-game season um, because I think that gives a better perspective. In 11 games, Jerry Judy leads those three with 42 catches, 529 yards, zero touchdowns. Tim Patrick is second with 32 catches, 437 yards, and three touchdowns. And Cortland Sutton has 21 catches for 257 yards and zero touchdowns. It doesn't mean that much. Yeah. Averaged over a 17-game season what that would be. Jerry Judy would lead the team, or lead those three, with 65 catches for 818 yards, zero touchdowns. That's the best receiver among those three, by the way. 800 yards, 65 catches. Tim Patrick would come in second with 50 catches for 675 yards and five touchdowns. At least he's scoring touchdowns. Jerry Judy, zero touchdowns. This is Cortland Sutton, 32 catches, 32 catches over a 17-game season for 397 yards and zero touchdowns. No wonder Sean Payton got here this offseason and said, I'm not going to give these guys away, but I want to shake up this room. Is because mm -hmm. um, I think that for a number of reasons he wanted to shake it up, but he saw these, these stats, and obviously he understands that the passing game wasn't great. But he said, I mean, it's not like this is an unstoppable trio when they're on the field <clears throat> together. Now, he didn't just give these guys away, but that was my first thought when I saw these numbers was, Okay, now I really understand why Sean Payton got here and said, the one position that I'm really okay with shaking around is the wide receiver position. Now, he didn't ultimately make that move, but I was shocked at these numbers. Also, a big caveat here, this is the fourth highest wide receiver paid room in the NFL right now. So That's Sean Payton got here and said, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I think he expects more production than this this year because he's Sean Payton and thinks he can get more. But he said... 
it's not like we're just a little bit away from living up to that. You're talking about if this is the production you get, one of the worst receiver rooms in the NFL, if not the worst, honestly, why you're paying top four money. Yeah, you won't, though. Um, you'd get better. You're going to get better production guaranteed because of the play caller. Yeah. Um, and so I might have leaned a little too hard on the, the quarterback dependence. It's a combination of quarterback and play caller that adds up to the 80. Well, I think the wide receivers make up for 20. Um, but I think it's fair to say that these guys have just been average. Mm-hmm. Also, these numbers say. yes, I was just looking back the numbers as much as you want without watching the games. But you also watch the games. Ryan, I've watched the games. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. So are you seeing these guys have a quarterback not- get, uh, you know, throw passes to these guys that they're just not bringing in? Am I seeing Tim Patrick be a, or, or I'm sorry, Cortland Sutton be a completely different receiver since his thousand yard receipt season, which by the way is not included in these numbers because he did that before Jerry Judy was here. Mm-hmm. He did not do that when Jerry Judy was here. Has Cortland Sutton been anywhere close to a game changer? Absolutely not. Cortland Sutton has lost a step and it's concerning because we're three years removed from when he was good. So um, Cortland Sutton has been below average um, for a number two. Uh, Jerry Judy has not lived up to what he's been he's been he's been good but good is the line that i'm drawing number right one in there. the league in reception or in uh, separation per route run okay and what's that what's that done nothing because there's not a quarterback <laughs> getting in the fucking ball and that that does matter but you have to uh, i mean i'm not i'm not just gonna give these guys a complete excuse like you are is what it boils down to okay to me mm-hmm. you can't do anything without a quarterback yeah Sure. Oh. So wow. one thing that Cartoon should Peyton. also be noted about this is Brock actually almost matched those numbers mm-hmm. in seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he helped those guys rack up a lot of stats. And the Broncos, the Broncos were 14th in passing offense that year, which is the highest they've been since then. They haven't gotten up to 14th again. Which actually makes you understand why Brock was so mad when he got benched. Yeah. It was the right move. Oh, it totally. Was. But that's why he didn't wasn't that's a Bronco why we after benched that Russ year. for him. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, and I mean, and the Broncos that year combined for more than that. They went over 4,000 yards passing that year. Yeah. Okay, so 500, 500 more? Yeah. Okay. Um and then again, we're just we're looking at these past three years as well. Um, but the, the I mean, sure, you get 4,000 yards compared to 3,600, 3,550 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at what the other receivers did on that team. I mean... Well, I'm just saying, if you add those 500 yards, Jerry's probably getting 40 of them. Now he's over 1,000. Okay. Okay. And you would say he's incredible. I would not say he's That's incredible. what you said. You <laughs> no. said you can put up incredible numbers, and then you referenced... Emmanuel and Demarius going barely over a thousand. Is thirteen hundred yards barely over a thousand? No, we're that talking was, about the yeah. next year. That thirteen what are you talking about? Thirteen hundred was No no. Thirteen hundred was Super Bowl. That one That's was what I'm you, talking about. Thirteen hundred yards is incredible numbers. A thousand yards. A thousand yeah. yards is the bar that we've talked about. Yes. And yes, that that's a bar. Um, I, that's not incredible. That's that's a bar that, but you that were talking we about, look to that What I was referencing to. is you talking about Trevor Simeon that season. And what did what did DT put up like eleven? I think he had a thousand scrimmage yards. Thousand fifty three. Uh, thousand. Think a thousand eighty three. No, thousand fifty three. Then nine thirty something the next year. What did um, what what were Emmanuel and DT stats? They were literally both between a thousand and eleven hundred. It was like one thousand fifty three and one thousand. There's a threshold. But we're not talking yeah. about those guys. Uh-huh. We're talking about Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. And Tim Patrick. Yeah, you I have a quick question because somebody in the comments brought it up. What would happen if Greg Dolchich becomes the leading? Would that change the dynamic at all for the wide receiver room? Like, it would mean in a good they way? were terrible. In a, yeah, yeah. That's, it's or probably it, pretty or scary. Or it could mean he's Travis Kelsey, and he has 1,300 yeah. receiving yards. There's only one of those. So that would be nice. Um, No. I mean, you see George Kittle. Also, he put, he Travis, put up, uh, he put, George Kittle put up 1,300 yards, I think, two seasons ago. Uh-huh. There, there are tight ends. There's three in the league ish that can get a thousand yards a season i think darren waller did it two years ago um and i'm not saying that greg dulce should 
get a thousand yards, but I don't think it's necessarily a hundred percent doom if Greg Dulcich leads the team. I, I think I, I think it could be doom, uh, or it could mean and then you you just found a top. Three I think tight it's end more likely NFL. that he leads the team if he's leading the team that he got like seven fifty and the rest of the team was terrible, then he got 1,300 That would be yards. really hard for, like, DraftKings to set a line. It's like if Greg Dulcich is a leading receiver what over under have? how many yards. <clears throat> I, just um, don't think, I just don't think he's it's that It's probably good. not good. Yeah, I want to see what, what did Greg Dulcich average last year in the games that he played over an entire season because it, it was, was – I mean, there were stretches where he was – the third best receiver for like a or third best tight end receiving wise for a five game mm-hmm. stretch only behind Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, it, and he was that good. Um, here I got his stats up right here. He only went for four hundred and eleven receiving yards last year. Um, but How many games did he play? He played. Here I got the numbers right here. Um, so averaged out over a seventeen game season. Season that's seven hundred receiving yards over the season but that was as a rookie that was injuries before Mm -hmm. he wasn't able to to practice in training camp preseason the first six weeks of the season um so he's gonna get a boost from the injuries he's gonna get a boost obviously from the passing game like you've talked about from these guys obviously from the play calling um and uh, no one has had more success with young tight ends than sean payton throughout his career so um, I don't think it's crazy to say, especially his second year now. He's not a rookie; he has a full off season of health to say that he get a thousand yards. I think it is crazy. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, it's way more likely that Jerry Judy gets a thousand yards. I, well, of course, that's okay. not the that's not the conversation. Um, I would, but but I think in eight seasons that Sean Payton had Jeremy Shockey, Jimmy Graham, and uh, why can't I think of the other one? Jason Witten. It's always a different in, one. It's too. always a different one. In, in eight seasons that Sean Payton uh, had those guys, when they were all young, by the way, um, first mm-hmm. to third year, first to fourth year in the league, I believe, um, five of those seasons, the tight end went for over a thousand yards. It's possible. It's more Would likely you than not. More likely to get a thousand Mims, Dulcich, or KJ. Um, I would go. Wait. Dulcich and Mims are kind of tied, and then KJ's. Do you know okay. what all three of those tight ends have in common? what hall of famers um but sean payton too but also they weren't hall of famers when sean payton took them over again they were all no they were all either rookies or in their second or third year in the league yes but do you think that making the hall of fame is based on your ability um i certainly think that helps but also where were these guys drafted these weren't top 10 picks i think jeremy shockey was um and when sean payton talks about jeremy shockey he talks about like yeah you looked at him and you knew he was the truth these other guys weren't like you look at them and and you knew right away. Mm-hmm. I don't think those those three were yeah. all first round picks. I don't know. Shockey did start with the Giants though, and that is what people probably remember more. And that's when he played with Sean Payton. Oh, that was Giants too. Yes, that he was just Sean got Payton. back together with the Saints. Yes. So I, I'm that's only true. talking that about is those true. first few years. I'm not even talking about yeah. when Jeremy Shockey rejoined the Saints. That is true. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, coaching matters. That's for sure too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I Jeremy Shockey, the 14th overall pick. Like I said, I thought yeah. he he was very much known for that, or he he was mm-hmm. known for being a. a I'm dude. guessing Witten was low. Um, Jimmy Graham, third round pick. Where was okay. Greg Dulcich picked? Third. Um, no second. No, no third. Third. Benito. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Um, and then Jason Witten. Third round pick. Oh, okay. I thought it would be like We're talking about two third round picks, a first round pick, and then Greg Dulcich, who's a third round pick. Yep. Um, so Sean Payton really helped those tight ends become Hall of Famers. Who are their quarterbacks? Um, off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, he did. I no, Jeremy Shockey. I was Shockey, there when or, Jeremy Shockey was a rookie. Yeah, that would have been, I think it's right around 2000. Um, so that would have been right before Eli Manning. Um, and then Jeremy Shockey, would that have been Tony Romo or not? To, not J- yeah, Jason Witten. Would that have been Tony? Romo? Yes. Yes. Or was that even pre Tony? That might've been pre Tony. I don't know. Um, too long ago. Yeah. And then Jimmy Graham would have been Drew Brees. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking about some good quarterbacks, but also 
not good quarterbacks. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know who they were. Yeah. But again, those mm-hmm. three guys in those eight years average 875 receiving yards. So for Jeremy Shaw, I think it was could... Kerry Collins. Okay. Just enough. It's a good poll. Um, I would say that 875 is an attainable number. That would be huge. Oh, that'd be massive. But then to be fair, uh, if you're going to say like, oh, that's so far off from a thousand. I mean, what was, what was, uh, I'm not saying it's so far off. I'm I'm saying like, you just said it would be so hard for, to imagine Greg Dulce is getting a thousand yards this season. Yes. But now you're saying he can get 875, but now you're like, oh, well, another 125. But if you make that same argument for Jerry Judy, you just can't have it both ways. No, I'm not. All I'm saying, I, I see 875 as like the peak. So putting adding another 15% on that is a lot. I think I don't think that's that far off. If if you're going to make that same case for Jerry Judy only being 50 yards off, another 75 off of that. If you want to make that case for 50, it's not that far off. It's 3 times as much. Um, it's actually 5 times as much. What is? The 125 from 50, that's not 5 oh, times. Oh, okay. As much. I thought it was 25. Yeah. So it's over double though. Yeah. But again, I'm talking about that's his ceiling. Jerry Judy's ceiling is like okay. 1,500 yards. Okay, I don't. Uh, if you want to say Jerry Judy's ceiling is 1,500 yards, Greg Dolce's ceiling is higher than that. It, it's uh, higher than 875. Okay, I mean it's a. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't matter. know. As a rookie, he had he had, was on pace for 700 uh, yards dealing with injuries. But he didn't. He got 400. Yeah, because of injuries. There was only, I guess. <laughs> let's see. He's a guy that gets injured. So then, Kelsey. We, had, so then, do we just want to? If you're going to play that game, then. Uh, do we just need to look um, at the numbers that these receivers together have put up without even giving them the benefit of the doubt of averaging them out over a 17-game season? I don't know what you mean. Because you're saying you, you just have to look at the raw numbers. You can't give them the benefit of the doubt of what he would do on a per-game basis if he stayed healthy for, for, for 17 games. Well, but you're saying if he stayed healthy, he could have gotten 70% of the way to 1,000 yards. Yeah. As a tight end. So that's... That's two things. You're having to jump through two hoops. But with Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, and Cortland Sutton, we're also putting the massive asterisks of if they've been they've all been on the if field together. They had a good quarterback. 20, That's what I'm saying. The if of no, I mean the 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 if that you have to start with first is they've all been on the field together. 20% of games. And that, and that's something that we haven't even talked about yet. We've just been taking that if and taking it as fact when we've had this conversation. 20% of games. So is that something that we should not count on, these three guys being healthy? No. Definitely. Not well, at all. Three we can. It's once we get past those three to everybody else. Wait, why Why would those three, when again, in the past three years, they've played 20% of games, why are you just taking that and running with it? Two ACLs. Those are just kind of fluky things, and that's the bulk of it. Like, that's one, I guess not full season for court, right? He played the first couple he, games. He played in one game. One game. Season. Yeah, so that's basically an injury before two of the seasons. Two. So that's yeah. 30 three of the games that's is just fair. ACLs. The other season, Jerry missed seven games. True. I mean, yes. Pretty much any sample size of three football players, you should expect one of them to get hurt. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. Um, Which would actually help the other two get to a 1,000. Could. That is true. I think that at the end of this season, we're going to be talking um, about a different big three. And I think Marvin Mims is oh. absolutely going to be in that conversation. In fact, I think Marvin Mims is going to be in that conversation week one. Um, really? And if not, by week four. And certainly midway through the season. And then by the end of this season, I honestly think we're talking about Marvin Mims being the number two. And I think it's going to be complimented by Jerry Judy. Um, but it could be complimented by one of those other guys. But I absolutely think that Marvin Mims has kicked one of those guys out. And I do think by the middle of the season that one of <coughs> these three guys is traded because of these numbers because of injury risk if um and, and because of sean payton just trying to mix that group up already and then adding an additional layer by drafting marvin mims yeah i mean i, okay. I don't yeah. disagree with any of but that that's kind of why i think that's why i'm excited about the group because i think i don't know last time we saw those guys healthy last time jerry was healthy which was just last year he finished 23rd in the nfl in receiving yards last time we saw court healthy which was again last year was 34th in the nfl in receiving yards uh, well, the last time we saw Tim Patrick, he finished 49th, which is 17th among number twos. Plus, you factor in all the tight ends and running backs for all those guys. And there will be some competition and stuff. But I can look at that and say, I'm really excited to see what those guys do. Throw in Marvin and KJ and 
Will Jordan Humphrey and Marquez Callaway and like I just think back of the roster Hank. Yeah, no, that's I don't know. That's my favorite part. But but that's why I can look at it and just say like this this is a group that I'm really excited to see. But so. one of you made the argument earlier that um that by not having or by only having two of those guys that you should have higher production. Mm-hmm. Those years that you just read, there were only two of them. It's true. And shouldn't they have had even more production because the ball wasn't being spread over three? And now you throw yeah. in Marvin and KJ and Lil Jordan Humphrey. Production's and Callaway, going somewhere. And the production between those three should probably drop off then if you're adding more people to this mix, though, it's right? It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um, in the end, any improvement to the passing game is going to be because of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Like when Jerry yeah. Judy inevitably goes over a thousand yards this year, it will not because be because Jerry Judy did something drastically different. It'll just be because Sean Payton called better plays and Russell Wilson threw better balls. No, I think yeah, I think these receivers all need to take a a, a big step up. You can say that, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying Jerry Judy, if he's healthy, is going over a thousand this year, and it's not going to be because of what he did. I think so. I, I do think it'll be because huh. it, a combination of it's a dependent position. Ryan, there, there's no doubt about it. But if Jerry Judy, um, if he plays the way that he's played these past three seasons, he's probably going to be a little better with the quarterback play. But in terms of him living up to that 1,500-yard season, like you said earlier, he's also going to have to play so much better. Yeah, to get to 1,500. But I'm just saying he's going to go over 1,000 this year, and he could, he could do that mm-hmm. by being the exact same player as he was last year. And I do think he's going to get a lot better, too. Like, Sean Payton is going to turn him into, I don't know. That's the other reason. You, th- you have all those guys who've, I don't know. You've got three guys who've, at the very least, have proven they can be a number two receiver in the NFL. Well, like, some- every, all three of those guys absolutely have. Now you've got Sean Payton. Even if you look at them and say, like, yeah, you're, you're a number two receiver, what does Sean Payton just coaching-wise, not play calling, but just here's how you run this. Here's why the DB knows you're breaking outside. Like, that alone could bump them up, any one of them up, to a wide receiver one. Sean Payton is is eventually going to settle on one of these guys and say, this is our workhorse at the position. You know who that's going to be? Most likely Jerry. Yes, it, yes. it, it is yes. going to be Jerry. And um, so because of that, there's going to be a, a whole stack of plays that are just going to say, get mm-hmm. Jerry in a position to make a, uh, to make a play, and Russ just has to get him the ball. And, and that's, no, yeah. because I think that in order to earn that, workhorse and for Sean Payton to say you're my guy Jerry's going to have to prove that to Sean Sean's just not just going to give that to him so I think Jerry has to take that big step up in order to get that and then the numbers will follow because he's taken a big step up because then he gets the boost of confidence and the boost of Sean Payton and then also you do expect and I do expect Russell Wilson to play better but if you want to just talk about the eye test because I've already thrown the stats out there but just the eye test Cortland Sutton was a completely different player in 2019, he yes. was, he was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was incredible. Throw the ball his way, 80 20 ball pro that bowler. you're throwing his way. Yes, a pro bowler, almost 1,200 yards, um, which is significant. That's way clearing the 1,000 yard oh, yeah. line. Um, he was still only 17th in receiving then. Um, but the eye test, he has looked nowhere close to that these past, I guess, technically He's two not, seasons. And he won't be. So he needs to take a big step up in order to be that great guy that we saw. And I agree with you. You know, you fool me once, fool me twice, fool yeah. me three times. Like, I believe that's who he is. Yeah, Cortland's no longer that guy. And then what, also, is, what is Tim? I think Tim is a very reliable wide receiver, too. And this year, I'm just concerned he might be more of a wide receiver three because he's coming off of that ACL. That's, and yeah. we've seen it with Tim, but then also we see it with, like, every player, regardless of position, that next year back, you, I expect Tim's hands to be great. And that's why I think he could be the best third option in the NFL. That's why I kind of think Marvin Mims is probably going to be that two at the end of the season, Tim that three, and Cortland may honestly not be on the team anymore mm-hmm. at that point. But 2024 is kind of when you hope that Tim is like maybe that mm-hmm. 2,000-yard <coughs> dude or like an 850 type of three. The good news for, for Tim is that he did it early in training camp. So, you know, by the time the season starts, he'll have had 13 months to recover from that, which is normally a nine-month injury. It's true, but still, the mental part of it is there. And uh, Tim even talked about it a couple weeks ago, just how he's still – he's not seeing the game how he wants to see it yet. And I thought it was a very open and honest response from him. He said uh, he actually compared it to to Madden, Ryan, 
remember back in the day when Madden, if you like weren't a good player or you were struggling, your window of seeing as a quarterback would only be like a slim mm-hmm. part of the field. That was such a bad feature. And then if you were a good quarterback or yeah. you were hot, it would be like the entire field. Yeah. He said right now he's just that slim window and he's just getting more comfortable to open it up. And to me, that was a very open, honest, great response, great way to put it in our eyes because a lot of us have played Madden and understand what he's mm-hmm. talking about. Um, but is he just going to go from that slim window to week one, be the complete field? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll probably continue to open up. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. what? Other thing on Sutton yeah. that I don't think it's talked about enough. In uh, so, so last season, he was first in the NFL in pass interferences drawn, third in yards. The year before that, he was second in the NFL in pass interferences drawn and third in yards. And then I guess year before that, he was hurt. But year before that, he was first in the NFL in pass interferences drawn and first in yards on those. So you throw in another, you know, what averages out to like 140, 135 yards per season that, I don't know, people, you, it's easy to forget about those this far removed from the season. True. He, also, he also got called for a, a pass interference last year. So there goes 15 of those, but. Yeah, it was worse. It, it, <laughs> it was. Um, I also think that those numbers, um, you need to, I mean, I, you would think that those eventually balance out, right? And eventually no. turn into receiving yards. Well, the it's when when you do it that consistently, because it's just because he's so big. Like you wind up getting fought so much that he gets hit. And then you also look at who else always leads. Like the the year he was first, he tied actually in uh, penalties penalties called DPIs called with Odell Beckham and Mike Evans. You know, last year it's Tyree Kill. So it is. I don't know. That's a strength of it's his game skill. is that he draws skill. those. Yeah. So you're you're talking or about a feature at the very least. Yeah. You're talking about collisions on the field, right? Oh yeah. There's a collision on the roadways. We gotta call our friends over at Backus and Shanker. Two 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 two. If you're involved in any accident that results in an injury and you need help, call our friends over at Backus and Shanker. Go to ColoradoLaw.net. Mm-hmm. Whether it's auto, whether it's pedestrian. Whether it's a bus accident, whether it's rideshare, whatever it is, call our friends over at Baxton Shanker. That's 222-2222, and they will be there to help. Free consultation. Free when they work on your case, and it's also free until they win you money. And speaking of money, they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. That's a billion with a B. So all they do is win. And if you need to get help, call our friends at Baxton Shanker. That's coloradolaw.net or smash the twos at 222 Two 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 two. Questions? No, nope. not yet. And <laughs> um, if you uh, a, okay, if you're suing because oh wow oh because there was an eclipse and there was an eclipse and somebody said look there's an eclipse and so you looked but then it burned your eyeballs and so you can't see anymore. Have you heard of that? Like go blind? Yeah. 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 Okay. If well, you if you look at the sun. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good to look at the sun. Right? No, it's yeah, definitely not. Yeah. But if you are going to look at the sun, which you still probably shouldn't, make sure you're wearing some shady rays um, because they will protect your eyes from um, maybe not staring directly at the sun for too long, but just in general being outside where the sun is. Um, they have some awesome stuff that they've made. They've got durable frames. They've got extremely clear optics. They're great for adventuring in the outdoors. Um, really just an all-around world-class product. But you don't have to pay those prices, especially right now, because if you go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DMVR, then you can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. They're great sunglasses. They've gotten five stars by more than 250,000 people. And I mean, we've been saying that for months now. Yeah, probably up to three. Uh, uh, That's what I was thinking. That's probably five stars by 300,000 people. Um, So make sure you go ShadyRays.com, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses for half off with the code DMVR. So you got to run soon? Yes. Well, I got to throw some take it or leave it's your way. Okay. So we might have to push the comments and questions until tomorrow, but we've got time for it tomorrow. Um, you, but yeah. I'm going to, what? Nothing. I'm going to throw some numbers, receiver numbers, your way. I think you guys are going to be horrified oh, no. by these numbers. But there's a reason why I'm putting these. So Cortland Sutton's numbers for this season, 57 catches, 758 yards, six touchdowns on 95 targets. You taking or leaving them? I have to leave it just because of the catches versus targets. Um, so we're talking about what catch rate would that be? Just about sixty percent. Yeah, I would have taken everything else if you just didn't tell me the targets. Cortland, that's I believe that's higher than Cortland Sutton's catch rate in his career. Okay, still no. Still leaving it sixty yes. percent. That's so bad. You would take 
you would take Russell Wilson 63% completion, though. It's just a little bit below. Yeah, can't do mm-hmm. it. Okay. That's tough. Even Cortland That's... Sutton being a 50-50 ball guy, like you're throwing deep to him. Um, If you're throwing deep to him and he's catching that many 50-50 balls, it should be a lot more yards. Okay. There's a lot of... Uh... There's a lot of things that go on with these because, first of all, you know, I guess you're not guaranteeing. Like, I would with rather that. him just have l- way less numbers than get targeted at, at around 60%. Catch rate of 60%. Yes. Like, if okay. he just caught every time he threw, like, 100% catch rate, 500 yards. Yes, yes. That would I actually mean, be sick. Sign me up for, huh. like, a, a 75% catch rate, 500 Cause yards. Because then you just know, like, wow, I'd rather have the yards. Third and wait, 15. Wait, wait. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. We got to go rapid fire. Oh, so yeah. Henry, you take it. Uh, point is, the there's a lot of things. It doesn't quite guarantee health, but a lot of these kind of do, which is really tempting. Okay, also, but, I should add for all of these 16 games. All of these guys play 16 games. Interesting. And then the other thing is, I think it's a lot easier to accept like <coughs> 768. Like, if you were to say yes to all of them and you get them all, that's different because like Cortland Sutton doesn't guarantee Tim Patrick's health. So, like, what if other people get hurt and he still gets that? We'll so, those get, are the, well, that's so, what's on my so mind. So, I'm telling you, 16 games for all these guys. Definitely. But but that's why I can't I can't take this one. Because there's a chance that somebody else gets hurt, and this is still what you wind up with, and I can't take that risk. So, what I say I'm no. I'm saying, you know ahead of time, all of these guys are playing 16 oh, wait. games. So, even for Sutton, if I take Sutton's, I also get all the other receivers are healthy? Yes. All of these guys are playing 16 games. No matter what. Okay. Yeah, you're overthinking it. So you're not overthinking it. Are you taking it. or leaving it? I'm leaving it. You're leaving it. Both leaving it. And again, these numbers, I didn't pull out of nowhere. These are Mike Clay's projections from ESPN. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're going off of. You're both leaving it, but it was actually closer uh, than, than I thought. Uh, Tim Patrick's numbers. Here we go. 46 catches, 609 yards, four touchdowns on 73 targets. <sighs> no. Oh, wait, wait. Is that 600, 800? Uh, that's 600. Okay, I thought so. No, that's a no for it me. It's going to look like eight. It does. I just want to make sure. Uh, 800, I think I'd take it. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying no to these in an instant. Both of them, I, and which is kind of crazy. You guys are a little more on the fence than I am about these. I am instantly yeah. turning these down because I, I think take, it would be yeah. a massive disappointment. I would have taken courts in a heartbeat if it wasn't for that catch rate. Huh. So a 75% catch rate? And it was still same numbers. Seven. Yeah, sign me up. Seventy-five would be crazy. It would be crazy, that especially was, for court, because you're not. That you're might just be like a record. Doing that for court. No, when Michael Thomas had like eighty-five uh, percent catch rate his entire course, career, it's insane. Because they're all yeah. slants. Um. Okay. Now, no, but that's the crazy thing about Michael Thomas. Not Marvin Mims. True. Leave. Twenty catches, two hundred and forty-five <laughs> yards, two touchdowns on thirty-one targets. Huge leave. Yeah, this would be incredibly disappointing. Henry? What was that like? Twelve I honestly, yards a catch. No, ten yards. Yeah, just over 10. That's unacceptable. It just doesn't make sense. But yeah, yeah I I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up with like 350 yards this year. The thing is, though, like, why would you take this when you can just roll the dice and maybe he's a, a pro bowler as a rookie? That's you know? why you don't take this. One of the four receivers is probably going to have a 12 stat. 12 yards a catch. Uh-oh. One, of, one of the Broncos receivers is going to have a stat line that's close to this. It's just who? Like KJ Hamler? No, I think probably one of these big four. And it, it could be Marvin, I'm, but, I should but, say, but I'm not taking it. I'm very bought in on KJ still. Okay. Just want to get that out there. Make sure that people know. Okay. And now final he one made some here. some big plays. Coming in from Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, 66 catches, 987 no. yards. His best year of his career, six touchdowns, 106 targets. Hard, hard, hard. Definitely pass. not. So Hardest I, pass of them all. So I was going to say, what I gather from you guys, or at least from Ryan, the way you've been talking about these, is you expect a massive year from Jerry. And then from the other guys, fine years. Yeah. Un- maybe even underwhelming years. If you're taking 750 from Cortland, and uh, you did turn down 600 from Tim, but maybe if it was 700, you would have taken it. Yep. So you're not expecting an offensive explosion in the passing game where they're top five. You're expecting one guy to be the dude and then maybe even some underwhelming play from the rest. No, I just expect efficiency in the passing game. I don't think... Hmm. I think 750 yards from your wide receiver two would be disappointing. I don't care as long as it's efficient. I think... I mean, we pulled up the numbers. 750, that was Tim Patrick when he finished 48th. So that would be about what you expect from a receiver two in the NFL. Um, bottom, bottom of the number two. Well, Sixty-four would be the bottom of number two. Yeah, yeah. So middle of number two. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I mean, I don't know. You don't. I mean, Khalif Raymond was the number two receiver for the Lions last year. 
Yeah. Like being the being good among the number twos isn't always like the most impressive thing in the world. You know? It's also about doesn't like, mean yeah. you take it. It's about like fifteen yards per catch and about a sixty six uh, percent <coughs> catch. So. Yeah, I mean, I just like like Marvin Mims. If he goes for two hundred forty five yards, that's a huge disappointment. Agreed. But I agree. That should be on ten catches. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, yeah. do we have one more. You here? Let's pull it up. So what are you guys doing with this wide receiver stat line? The This is in general. You don't know who is who. The Broncos have all three of these oh, this year. A 1,200-yard receiver, a 950-yard receiver, and a 700-yard receiver. Take. Yep, definitely take that one. Because you're, yeah, you're running with it. Oh, yeah, easy. I think like a good goal is like 4,000 passing yards this year yep. overall. That gets you like 28, 28.50. I think, um, and then you still have like 1,200 from Greg Dulcich, running backs, Marvin Mims, your fourth Marvin and fifth Mims. receivers, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I I think you take it. I really like seeing that wide receiver one get to 1,200 yards. Yeah, it'd be huge. It would be, huge. would be. It would now if I throw those numbers out there and you have to assign who you think it would be, who's getting 1,200, who's getting 950, who's getting 700, and you can include Marvin Mims if you want. I go Jerry Cortland Tim. Uh. Jerry, Tim, Dulcich. Wow. <laughs> no, no tight ends. No tight ends. <laughs> wow. Um, you hate Dulcich. You can't go with him. I just don't think he has any chance of getting 1,000 yards. Um, but he can get 750 for sure. Um, I think it's only 700. 12, 950, and 700. Okay. It would be, I mean, it's probably, it's probably Jerry, Court, Tim. I'm going Jerry, Marvin. And oh, 10. damn. Really? 950 is a rookie. You can't forget how Sean Payton has utilized rookie receivers. And Henry and I wrote about it or are writing about it in these coming weeks about just how much Court, or, or Sean Payton has used rookie receivers in the past. He has had mm -hmm. many thousand yard receivers as rookies. It's going to be interesting. Yep. Need a uh, better play from everyone. Fun debate? Do you guys like it today? Yeah, it's fun. Too Oof. too intense? No. Yeah, eh, I like perfect it. Maybe it'll, eh. uh, uh, uh. It's a lot of Broncos talk. Hopefully uh, <laughs> people are ready it for it. It really that. was. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for us today. I have to go somewhere very quickly. We'll see you guys soon. Flying cotton